Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive, we are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money, we can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there. The income tax is clearly immoral because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government. With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 28, where we are cutting through lies and propaganda. Darren Wisely here, as always, so happy to be with you. It is Friday, October 23rd, 2020. And if you like what we're doing here, you want to help grow the show, which we're in nine countries now, by the way. And get the truth out to people, because we all know they're not going to get it from CNN, the New York Times, or any of these mainstream sources. Uh, First off, make sure to subscribe wherever you're getting this, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review if you haven't yet. If you don't feel like looking all that stuff up, just go to ChooseWisely, W-I-S-E-L-U-I, ChooseWisely.org, and you can find everything we're up to. And share this stuff with your friends, uh, because that is how we will get the word out. So I already did a whole week on COVID, and I really it's really just not my favorite topic to discuss, but it is super relevant. And I just want to talk about Fauci because he's almost always in the headlines, much to his liking. And Trump is finally starting to kind of switch his tune on Fauci. I mean, way, way too late in the game. I guess a little is better than nothing. If you missed COVID week, uh, we had three episodes starting with the decision with the Michigan Supreme Court striking down Governor Whitmer's tyrannical executive orders. That's actually the most viewed episode we've had, but following that, there was two more just regarding COVID, regarding the economics, the hypocrisy, and just the short-sightedness on all these shutdowns. So if you want to, if you haven't checked that stuff out, be sure to, it'll give you some good background into what we're talking about today. So you probably saw or heard about Trump's tweet, um, saying that uh, Fauci's pitching arm is far more accurate than his prognostications. (laughs) Trump's also said that Fauci threw the worst opening pitch ever in baseball history. Pretty funny stuff. Um, It was a pretty awful pitch. If you haven't seen that, that's what Trump's referring to. Dr. Fauci, when you're ready, it's your pitch. Anthony Fauci. Kind of a good sign that Trump is finally seeing the emperor has no clothes. And I've I've talked about Fauci on social media and briefly in some of these other podcasts. But, I mean, this is a guy who is completely power hungry. And he's obsessed with the way the stage in the United States revolves around him. And he's really drunk off his own power. I mean, here's a guy who's never seen a patient. He's been a bureaucrat since 1984. Quite fitting that it's 1984. He's self-obsessed. He can't go a couple days without being the center of attention or else he'll, you know, act like a petulant little child not getting his way. 
And Trump's finally starting to see that. <laughs> Fauci's mad at Trump now because Trump had a campaign ad of Fauci saying, I can't imagine that anyone could be doing any more. And uh, talking about Trump, Fauci didn't seem to like that. Fauci claims it's out of context to CNN. So there's definitely a riff going on there. Of course, Fauci didn't want Trump holding his huge rallies, um, saying that they would spread COVID. Well, we all know Trump's not going to like that because Trump's rallies are very signature to his style. It gets the base going. Uh, far bigger rallies than you know anyone out there in recent years. That's definitely going to make Trump even less a fan of Fauci. So he's really he, Trump's really seeing this, but the unfortunate thing is it's just really too late in the game. I mean, Trump really can't just fire Fauci at this time because we're so close to that election. I mean, it would be all over the headlines. It'd be all anyone would talk about. And I think it would really be too much of a wild card for Trump's chances of success and success in this election, which in my opinion, could really go either way at this point. So any more variables you're going to throw in there. We already just had such a crazy year. Um, so I, I, they really can't risk that, which I get. But um, how much better off would be if Fauci had been out of there a long time ago? But, but at the end of the day, Fauci's a fraud. He's flipped the script however many times, whether it comes to masks, whether it comes to shutdowns. What the policy should be, I mean, he said that they shouldn't have that uh, Sturgis bike rally in South Dakota. They go out there, of course, they're fine. Now, these there were these studies that came out that said, you know, there's 260,000 new cases. Well, even John Hopkins said that they think that's a gross exaggeration. Uh, they said the science was relatively weak and it should be interpreted cautiously. And so just some basic variables that you have to take in context to set as a control in a study. I mean, if you even want to call it a study, weren't used. I mean, they didn't compare geographic areas. For example, a county in Arizona was compared to counties in Maine and Hawaii. I mean, you have different populations, different habits. Um, the like the rally likely caused more people to get tested because of the numerous warnings. So when you have an increase in tests, of course you're going to have an increase in cases. I mean, that's just basic common sense. That doesn't, And it also doesn't mean that was transmitted at the rally. It just means people who happened to attend the rally also got tested. South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, of course, always a friend of freedom, can thank as being one of the lone voices of reason in all of this, um, at least in terms of political leadership, declined to restrict the event, and she derided the study as a fiction. Another example, I mean, Chris Christie, not exactly the poster boy for a healthy lifestyle or fitness. The guy tried out for a role as Free Willy's stunt double. He got the COVID and he recovered perfectly fine. So, so many of these things have just been grossly overstated and more and more people are waking up to this which is good uh, but you have people like Fauci seeing that people are taking his 
his warnings, his cautions, his policies less seriously, and he's getting nervous because what is it? It's an affront to his power, and we just talked about how self-obsessed he is, how drunk off his own power he is, so losing his grasp on this, he's going to dig in and do whatever it takes to keep this power because, you know, once he's gotten the taste of this, um, it's something he just doesn't want to let go. To see Rand Paul, also a doctor, stepping up, really just exposing Fauci's hypocrisy. How can we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great no. job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator, and you've done that repetitively in the past because they are looking at the guidelines that we have put together. Or they've developed enough community immunity. I challenge that. Uh, Senator, because this happens with Senator Rand all the time, that in New York, it's about 22%. If you believe 22% is herd immunity, I believe you're alone in that. The problem with this, and I've said it's a gross miscalculation, that's true, but I mean, we have more deaths of suicide than of COVID. The CDC has said wearing masks can make more people sick, which is true. Uh, you know, people aren't changing their masks. The the average person doesn't use them, quote, properly. You know, when you, a, a nurse or a dental hygienist, a doctor, people like that who use a mask as part of their job, well, they're going to change their mask very routinely. Uh, but your person who's just throwing it on to run in the grocery store real quick, I mean, they probably have kept that mask in the car for weeks. You know, it might be dirty on the floor. I mean, I've seen it, uh, one of our county commissioners drops his mask on the floor, picks it up and puts it back on. I mean, come on, how gross is that? So these are just carrying germs around, getting people more sick. And the World Health Organization actually has come out and saying that the lockdowns aren't helping. So even these big groups that were pro-shutdown, pro-trust you know, trust the experts are even contradicting Fauci now. But he's still pushing forward with his agenda. It's absurd how, you know, these health experts haven't thought about the unintended consequences. And again, I don't want to beat this down because I've talked about this in other episodes. But the suicides, the substance abuse, the families breaking up, the job loss, the complete economic ruin. How'd they not think of this stuff? And that's why free people should be able to assess their own risks. Then a person can decide, hey, I'm vulnerable. I shouldn't go out. Great. That's your choice. Take care of yourself. But if someone else is at risk for suicide if they don't leave the house, well, I don't know. I'd, I'm, I'd, you'd rather someone kill themselves than risk getting a disease that they'll probably recover from anyway? I mean, this is just so one-sided. But the problem is people like Fauci, who have put us in this predicament, have to double down. I mean, his choices are do the right thing, say I was wrong, be honest about it, come forward, and tell us how we can proceed with some common sense solutions that aren't total lockdowns and just total idiocracy, or be prideful, not admit that you're responsible for deaths, And keep on with this act for how long you can run with it. And that's what he's going to do. I'm sure he hopes Joe Biden wins. 
Because they'll be going down with everything he says, shutting everything down. And that'll Biden some time. <laughs> Biden some time. I didn't even intend that pun. Because more and more people are going to be waking up. And like I said, the emperor does have no clothes. And at some point, the hoax is going to be up. And it's going to be bad news for Dr. Fauci. And of course, you have Bill Gates popping off throughout all of this. Uh, Bill Gates, we all know he thinks everyone needs to be vaccines. Actually, he stood in favor of population control uh, into some really creepy stuff, you know. I'm not sure how someone who got rich building second-rate software suddenly is this public health expert and has to tell us how we all have to live, but uh, that's okay. He thinks that People need vaccines to be able to travel. And you think, okay, so are they going to do an antibody test or something? No. He thinks that should be on their passports. Right. On your passport, whether you've been vaccinated or not, so you can travel. Think about that. And that's why people like him, we need to put a stop to those things before they get running. Because once they're in place, it's too late. That is some creepy stuff. That is some stuff to follow. He's also talked about nothing should be open until these super vaccines are created. What that entails, I don't know. Again, nothing I want to be a part of, I'll tell you that much. But what you really need to do to understand this is look at the Gates Foundation. Look at everything Bill Gates has his hands in. And you start seeing it. Different health organizations, nonprofits related to health medical research and you can start putting those things together look it up it's fascinating imagine just being able to be free i long for that time in american history where there was rugged individualism where people knew there was risks and said you know what that's part of life Nothing worth pursuing. Is devoid of any risk. What if the pilgrims didn't want the risk of. Spending a couple months in a ship. At sea. How about the risk of fighting the largest. Most powerful empire in the world for independence. That was a risk. It could all be hung for treason if they lost. These patriots did that. Patriots are willing to take risks. How about the frontiers settling the West? How about storming the beaches of Normandy? So many great things have been pursued in spite of risk. Freedom doesn't guarantee safety. But freedom allows us to do the things that make life meaningful. And freedom allows people to weigh their own risks. You see, if you don't want to take a risk in a free society, you're at liberty to do that. On the other hand, if someone wants to climb Mount Everest, then they can do that too. Because that is an accomplishment. But listen, if you haven't, 
I'll play it. Listen to Dr. Atlas on Laura Ingram, and that tells you everything you need to know. Laura, thanks for having me. Well, uh, anyone who's talking about doing another lockdown has really not been paying attention for the last seven months and is simply out of touch with average Americans because the lockdowns have been, the prolonged lockdowns are a complete disaster. They're a complete disaster for missed health care. They're a complete disaster for average working families and particularly for people who are working class and lower income people. People have been killed by, by people who, pro, who want to have prolonged lockdowns. And when I say killed, I look at the data. And that means, for instance, this week it was shown 46% of the most common types of cancers were not diagnosed during the lockdown. Those cancers didn't disappear. They are there. People will present with much later, more widespread disease. Half of people who had chemotherapy appointments didn't show up. That's 650,000 Americans. Half of people who had immunizations for children didn't come in out of the fear instilled by our so-called public health experts. You know, you could go on and on, 40% of people with acute strokes. And this is sort of devastating. When you close schools, just schools alone, we had more than 200,000 cases of child abuse not reported during the two months That's of horrific. spring school closures. And, and now we're in a situation where one out of four young college-age Americans have contemplated killing themselves during the now. month of June. That's a CDC report. This yeah. is completely off the rails, and it's much worse, not for the elites who are sipping lattes working for a tech company where I live in Silicon Valley, but for people who are average working-class Americans, they are destroyed by prolonged lockdowns. I, I can say this. History will record the faces of the public health expertise as some of the most sinful, egregious, epic failures in the history of public policy. They have killed people with their lack of understanding and their lack of caring about not just the impact of cases of COVID-19, a virus that the overwhelming majority of people do well in, notwithstanding, of course, we're not underestimating 200,000 Americans who died. That's tragic. But these people have been a gross failure because they never cared to consider the impact of the policy itself. And the policy itself has been a complete epic failure and honestly some people say a crime against humanity these people should be held accountable to what they said yeah they should be honest history will record the faces of the public health expertise as some of the most sinful egregious epic failures in the history of public policy they have killed people I hope the Karens are happy at all the needless waste, all the lives destroyed, many permanently, over their fear. Many civilizations have come and gone, Greeks, the Romans, many empires have fallen. Are we going to be the first civilization to die of fear, not of attack, not of waste, although our civilization, the United States, could um, fall due to its 
insane amount of debt and overexpended military presence, but what if we came to a collapse all because of fear? And they look back and they say, how did this great republic that did so many great things, that has so much great history, came to a collapse? Well, they were afraid to leave their homes. How appalling is the sound of that? But Dr. Fauci, these experts, these trust the science people, as Dr. Atlas said, have committed crimes against humanity.